heads. Uh, we can do nothing on our own, folks. It's by Him and Him alone. Psalms 138, starting, I'm going to read the whole psalm, not but eight uh, verses here. And so, uh, starting in verse 1, a psalm of David. I will sing praise, I will sing praise unto thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. And in the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the way of ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the raft of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercies, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what we've heard already. The testimonies, Lord, the song. And I thank you, Lord, for how, Lord, your word is so right and so true, even in our times of trouble. I pray, Lord, that You would speak through these feeble lips of clay and that, Lord, You would use Your Word and Your anointing, Lord, to comfort the hearts, to strengthen the weak and the feeble, Lord, to help stand up those who can't seem to stand on their own. Help us here this evening, we pray, in Your blessed, holy, and righteous, and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Here we see in this Psalm of David, um, he says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Our whole heart. Once you engage your heart in something, there are times we look aside a little bit from time to time, different things around. But when we engage our heart into it, it's hard to get it unengaged. And so here, the psalmist is worshiping the Lord. And he said, before the gods, he's not talking about Thor or any of those other Greek or Roman gods. He's talking about powerful men that may be upon the earth here. You look up that word gods there. That's what it's talking about. But he says, I will sing praise unto thee. It doesn't matter how powerful uh, we may think that uh, uh, North Korea or China or some other place is and uh, whatever their gods they may have, we'll worship our God. 
Because we know who is the one true God. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, was it I? Who was it that that accepted the surrender of uh, Japan during World War II? Somebody, huh? Eisenhower. So, uh, one of the things Eisenhower said after the surrender is he, or or whoever the general was, there was a general that way up there. He said, we need to send all the missionaries to Japan just as fast as we... Huh? Douglas MacArthur. Douglas MacArthur was the one. said, we need to send all the missionaries we can now just as quickly into Japan and into China, into those nations because especially in Japan, they had lost their God. Huh? And so... America, that's one of our failures was he wanted thousands to come to Japan. I think they sent like a hundred. Okay? We didn't get there in time. And we didn't give them enough. I preached one time before, I think also uh, that uh, uh, guy that rode the the Chinese mongrel. He was the head of the mongrel uh, armies. This wasn't in my notes. Y'all can tell that, can't you? But anyway, um, Khan, who was that? Genghis Khan. That's it. Did you know that he called for Christian missionaries to come and to teach his people about Christianity? And again, they were too scared to go. They valued their lives too much to go. And so he ended up turning, I, I believe, to the Buddhist, Confucius type religion. Here, before all the gods here, with our whole heart, we need to worship and praise the God Jehovah. Amen? And uh, the God Jehovah is the same God as who we worship as Jesus. Amen? We have the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Amen. But when you talk about Jehovah, you're talking about God. Amen. And so we worship Him. And uh, we worship toward His holy temple. We praise His name. Why? Because of His loving kindness. For His truth. 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 Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. That's kind of a strange phrase, isn't it? Magnify thy uh, uh, word above all thy name. Who is the word? (laughs) It is the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so he comes down and he's praising the Lord. But I really want to preach from verse... Seven and eight. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. Thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. Here in these scriptures... He's talking about walking in the midst of trouble. This word uh, is tashar. It means adversity. 
It can talk about a narrow place. It can talk about a pebble or a rock. Uh, in the King James, that particular word had been translated adversity, affliction, anguish, uh, distress, uh, a flint, uh, small, sorrow, strait, tribulation, and trouble. All in that one word. Huh? And so, there are times we're walking in a straight place. In a narrow place. In a hard place. A place that doesn't seem like it's letting up. It's just getting worse. Men, uh, whenever they get under stress and all, they produce a lot of uh, cortisone in their bodies. And there's actually a thing that will make men believe that they're actually getting better at things because of that cortisone coming in their body. But it's a false reality. Huh? And we got to be careful. It's not in our works. It's not in our strengths. It's not in what we push through, but it's what the Lord does. Amen. Amen. And so, when we are in these troubled times, the women, they, they react generally with anxiety. Men have anxiety too, but they have a lot of stress. Sound like something clear, close to home, huh? Amen. Stress, anxiety. These things can uh, cause us to look I know people don't like to talk about it, but can cause us to think about depression. Being depressed. Have you ever been depressed? Never. No, not me. Oh yeah. <laughs> there are times people are depressed. Sometimes they do not even realize it. There's a medical depression. There's a spiritual depression. When we read about Moses, uh, where it said, Now the man Moses was the meekest man in all the earth. That word, that Hebrew word there means depressed. Pushed down. Amen. That's what happens to all of us. Come on. There are times God allows that pressing down to happen to us. You know why? Because sometimes we're standing too much on our own two feet when we need to be standing on our knees. Huh? We need to be humble before God. And that's a way that He uses and allows things to happen in our lives to, uh, to get us looking into the right place. Uh, I read after a man, his name is uh, Ronald uh, Tuck in the pulpit commentaries. He was saying here, walking in trouble is a most depressing experience. Hello? The constant wearing produces a fixed weariness. Huh? You ever wake up tired? And you went to bed tired? Weary. A constant weary produces a fixed weariness. 
The constant worry produces a fixed fretfulness. Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? When you're always fearful. Huh? The constant fear of some new anxiety produces a fixed hopelessness. Things will never change. They will always be the way they were. Nothing's changed. Our relationships are not changed. Come on. I'm preaching to you. Preaching where you're living at. Amen. And so, because nothing goes right, we are too ready to say nothing ever will go right in our lives. This is a tool of Satan. He comes against us like that. And the heart is taken out of us. That heart of worship, that heart of looking unto the Lord is taken out of us and we become unfit for battling the difficulties we're facing. Come on. And so largely increases our troubles. Why? Because we're not even fighting. Huh? You think Satan's going to back up on you? Your troubles are going to get any less because you're not fighting anymore? No. (laughs) They're piling on. They're going to just get more and more. Amen. And then it says, he, uh, Mr. Tucker says, or Tuck says, uh, we make for ourselves, wait a second, and we make for ourselves uh, always the worst to deal with. When we make these troubles, we're, we're the worst ones to deal with. You ever try to talk to somebody who has convinced themselves they're a failure? Huh? Have you ever talked to somebody who uh, has, you know, I've met them before. I've prayed with them before. I can't get saved. You ever met somebody like that? I can't get saved. I can't get saved. It's almost impossible to convince them. Huh? Almost. So don't let the devil convince you God doesn't hear my prayers. You know? All this sadness that I've had in my life, it's just going to continue. It's just the way it's going to be forever. No. There is a time and a season for all things. There is a time for sorrow. There is a time for crying. But there's also a time for laughing and rejoicing and living and looking up. God is well able to help us. Amen. He goes on and he says, and in hopelessness, that was both pitiful and sinful. Talking about what David was going through. He had moods of depression, folks. You don't think so? Just read. You know, lift me up to the place that is higher. To the rock that's higher than I. What's wrong with him? He's down. He's down in the valley. Though I shall walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You think he was all encouraged during that particular time? No! No! And so then he comes and it says, uh, he's pitiful, you know. And he says, I shall, no, I shall now one day perish by the hand of Saul. That was his end. And that's what he got to thinking. Someday, Saul's going to keep me. I can run, but he's always after me. Year after year, month after month, I always fail. Come on. You know, I do better for a while and then I fail again. I'm always going to 
fail like no no that's what these scriptures are talking about here though i walk in the midst of trouble i walk in the midst of tribulation though i walk in the midst uh that word midst means in the center of there's trouble all about us huh he says though i walk in the midst of trouble thou wilt revive me Revive. We're about to come into revival. Amen. But we need to realize, amen, that we've got to have a hunger for revival. We're looking for the Lord to come by and revive us. It does not mean that you're necessarily dead. It could mean that you're dead. Amen. But the Lord is able to revive. Here in that word revive, you know how I am with dictionary and all. That word revive. It uh, uh, it mean it's a verb and it means to live. Live. Some of you are not getting it. Live. Live. Amen. It uh it means to live. Uh, it, it's uh, also when it says living in the Arabic is also talking about breathing. Huh? Well, you're not quite sure if somebody's alive or not. They'll get a mirror. Check to see if they have a breath. Huh? Then it also means uh, which sees. Whenever you feel like you're half dead, you can't half see either, can you? (laughs) I've learned that the hard way. You just can't half see. But oh, to live means seeing. I see things. Amen. Uh, It also means to live well, to be prosperous, to flourish. Uh, That's just just the first definition of this word live. Amen. Revive. I'm sorry, I mean that word revive is also the word live. And it also means to continue safe and sound. It means also to live again. Huh? Just because you're down doesn't mean the Lord won't revive you. Just because you don't feel like you're where you used to be doesn't mean the Lord won't come by and revive you one more time. Cause you to live. Amen. Oh, let me tell you something. If you're going to continue on with the Lord, you're going to have to have many renewings and revivings. Amen. Uh, now it's good going to revival means I've known some people that's all they did was going to revival means but these scriptures are talking about you that's right huh not talking about revival means it's talking about you individually to be revived to become alive amen to uh, stop being dead but to be alive amen when we are alive we make noise yes huh when we are alive, we move. Huh? When we are alive, we look around. We stand and sit. We're alive. Huh? I don't want to be dead. I want to be dead to this world, but not to God. When the Holy Ghost comes through, when the Spirit of the Lord comes through, are you real sensitive to it? Or do you... Well, there, there went a breeze. Let's see if another one comes by. That's not the way I am. Breathe. Woo! Amen. I need more of you, Lord. More of you. 
I put I put my son wind collector up. Amen. Trying to catch more of that wind. Amen. We are to be alive. That word continues on. It means to recover health and to be healed. In the Hebrew, um, when they're defining words, I don't know all the different types of meaning, but they do have three different ways. And I love this. It's called PL. It's the PL way of the Hebrew word means to cause to live, to make alive, to give life. Amen. To restore life, to bring back to life, to repair. There are some commentators who think that David meant, and they showed a couple other scriptures that I don't have uh, written down right here, but it says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Uh, that some of them think that they, that uh, David might have even thought, if I die before I accomplish what God wants me to do, He'll raise me up again. Hallelujah. Amen. It's kind of like uh, that old uh, Confederate uh, general used to walk out in that battlefield to see which way. He'd tell his soldiers, he said, until God's finished with me, they can't kill me. We need to take that enemy. Take that attitude towards Satan and to the yeah. devil and to depression. When it comes around and tells you, you're not worth anything. You can't do anything. Oh, you're all dried up. Let me tell you something. I'd rather be dried up in the Lord's well, amen, than to be dried up in this world. Amen. I want to be uh, the greatest preacher out there in the world. I want to be for God. Amen. Over and over and over again. God has worked through older people. Amen. Did you know that uh, one reason why Jesus didn't start His ministry until the time that He did was because the Jewish rabbis were not supposed to start a ministry until they were 30 years old. Amen. I don't think that holds today. Because John, the revelator, he was just less than 30 years old when the Lord called him. He was but a teenager and used him. But back that time, that's the way it was. God still uses us. We're not finished, we're not through. Doesn't matter. Where you're at, God's wanting to use you. Amen. Don't be scared to allow God to use you. Huh? Here he said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. There was one commentator that said, that basically that the hand of God will hit the nose of the enemy. <laughs> Woo! Thank the Lord! The enemy's trying to come against you to discourage you, to push you down, to make you think, oh, look at all this stuff. I can't handle all this stuff. Guess what? You can't. But Jesus can. Amen. And we've got to learn to let Him carry our load, to carry that 
that stuff. Uh, I know so many times we want to get things done, but and I, I, some may take this wrong, but I firmly believe you will accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Amen. And if you can't get it accomplished, maybe the Lord wants somebody else to do that. Come on. We've got to give our effort. We've got to do what we can. But I'm going to tell you, God's work will be done. Use me, Lord. I want to be used of you, Lord. Use me, Lord. Amen. And so, uh, the Lord's hand will stretch out uh, and hit the raft of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. So the Lord's going to hit him with a left hook while he's grabbing me. Come on. And running out of that place. Amen. That's what I, th- I see in these verses. Amen. Thy hand will stretch forth the, against the raft of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. He will deliver us, folks. Trust Him. Believe Him. When things are dark, believe Him. Look up. Look up. Be looking to Him. Worship Him. Remember my my message, uh, what was it, Sunday night? At the midnight hour. Amen. They uh, began to praise and worship the Lord in that jail. And the Lord came by. The Lord will come by for you. And He'll help you. Amen. And uh, I think I caught all these things here. But there are two, two or three places some of the commentators say they felt like David felt like that if he got slain, the Lord will raise him back up. You ever been to the place where you thought you were half dead trying to do something for God? I know. Some of y'all I know. Amen. God raised us up. Amen. He'll keep using us. Teresa, come be making your way here. Here's another promise right here for us. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. He's going to bring it to pass. What He's promised you, He will bring it to pass. If you'll hold on to Him, He'll bring you all the way through. The only way, in my opinion, the only way to lose out with God is for you to turn your back and to go back the other direction. Come on. You don't think the Lord will save me like that? No, I don't find anywhere in the Scriptures where He will. Nowhere. Huh? Don't be a pillar of salt. Amen. Come on. Don't look back. We gotta keep looking forward. Amen. But if we will keep looking to him, Amen. he'll perfect that. Amen. He'll bring it to maturity. Yes. Sister Linda, it might be too late for your singing career. It's okay. It's alright, but the Lord's gonna make help you make it in. Amen. I'm just picking on you. She can take it. I thought. I hope so. She can give it. Thank you, Ricky. 
whatever. You know, he's never promised us fame, riches, gold. Huh? He did promise us a prosperous life, but you have to get into looking at what he's talking about in a prosperous life. A life that is full. People who never had $10 to their name in their entire life will make it into heaven, folks, if they trust in God. Huh? You remember old Lazarus? Lazarus who begged from the rich man's table? He made it in. Come on. And he lived a prosperous life. Brother Jeff, how did he do that? I don't know. But when you've got Jesus, you've got it all. That's all that we need. And so, here he said, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Now, I want you to put your name in that place. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth Jeff Butler, Robert Hicks, any that's saved here tonight. Put your name in there. And then he says, Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. There, he's not saying that the Lord would, but he's reminding him we are the works of his hands. God's for us. He wants us to make heaven our home. We can't make it. Amen. Are we going to have trouble? Yeah. If Jesus was hated and persecuted, aren't we? I don't really know that any of Jesus' family was saved until after His resurrection. Some of those prayers we've been praying may not happen until after we pass. But what we know is that He will not forsake His. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, He's not going to forsake us. Let's hold on. we got revival coming. But we need to be revived so we can have revival. Come alive. Don't be dead. Amen. Begin to exercise life. Amen. So let's gather around this altar here this evening. If there's any place that you know is dead in you, ask the Lord to revive it. He will. So come, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord.